you know what? I used to be a big fan. I used to be a big fan of investing in China. Um, I believe that China has a lot of economic potential. Um, I was a big believer in investing in a lot of Chinese companies and Chinese stocks. Um, I felt that uh, economically speaking, in terms of public markets, that China was the future. Uh, I don't feel that way anymore, and I'm going to explain why. So get comfortable, buck up seat, but we're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Voice Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we are obsessed with black economics, black wealth, closing the racial wealth gap, and keeping it 100% black. And we do everything under one simple philosophy. The philosophy is the B1 philosophy. B1 means that we're black first. That means that we put our community at the top of the priority list. It means you don't have to be black to be here. But it does mean that you have to understand what our priorities are and why we're doing this. Also, B1 means that we believe in the next 50 years, uh, children in the B1 community will lead the earth on uh, when it comes to economics, wealth building, real estate, ownership, uh, business acquisition, etc. And also, B1 means that we believe we must be one to be successful. That means that you got to stop all the fighting. You got to find a way to unify uh, with your family and your friends and the people that you care about so you can build businesses together. Because as we talk about Empowernomics, economics is a team sport. You cannot do it solo. You can't do it all by yourself. So forget all those stereotypes. I'm a strong black woman who don't need no man. And, and then I don't, I'm a man that don't need these women and, and family don't matter. Well, let me just tell you a little secret. Uh, wealth comes from family. If you don't have family, you probably won't build any wealth. And that's just kind of proven by the data all around the world. Most, most wealthy people run in groups. So find your group. All right. With that said, let me jump into this. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. Uh, good morning, Malcolm and Sonia and Jean and uh, BKNY and Deborah and uh, Terracotta. Let me tell you what was going on my mind this morning. Um, so as you guys know, last night, Alicia and I, uh, my wife, uh, Dr. Alicia, we were up last night and we were, we were having a fun, we do a thing called pillow talk. And, um, and we just kind of talk about stuff, you know, and, uh, she's a relationship therapist and I'm, I'm just a guy who <laughs> has some opinions on and I think a lot. And, uh, and so we were up late, late night last night talking to you guys, um, on Dr. Boyce TV. Well, this morning I got up and I just saw that my Chinese stocks got absolutely cratered. I mean, absolutely body slammed. And I was like, what is going on? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, there are companies like uh, Diddy. Uh, I told you guys about Diddy, which is kind of the Chinese Uber. Uh, they had an IPO. I was like, yeah, I think Diddy's IPO is a good investment. I invested several thousand dollars in Diddy. Uh, that was not a good investment. That turns out to be a very bad investment because uh, China is weird right now. Economically, China is a very weird place to have your money. Uh, I invest in another company called, um, well, I invest in Alibaba. I also invest in another company called Tekadu. Tekadu, you guys um, might have heard me talk about Tekadu. And uh, that was a great company where I love to um, uh, it, uh, sell uh, cover call options on Tekadu. And uh, even NIO, um, I own some NIO and stuff like that. And, uh, and that, now here's what happens. So right now, <laughs> basically, uh, Chinese stocks are getting slammed. Now I'm going to share my screen because so, I want you guys to see it. If you can't see it, if you're on Instagram, uh, if you want to see the screen, you can go to the blackfinancialchannel.com, T-H-E, the blackfinancialchannel.com. Uh, but uh, let me see here. Here's my Instagram. This is for the, the, the Black Financial Channel Instagram. So make sure you follow the Black Financial Channel on Instagram. I put up information every single day. Uh, and so anyway, uh, on the Instagram page, you can see here, 
that these are the Chinese stocks and uh, this is what's going on with them. Uh, if you look at Diddy, Diddy's down by um, 10%. Uh, you've got Alibaba down by uh, 2.5%. Uh, Baidu, JD, Tencent, they're all down, uh, you know, between two and a half to 5%. And uh, Tekadu was down by about 11%. And so I, you know, usually when you see a big price movement like that, there's usually news to go look for. So I went and said, okay, what's the news? Where where do I go to look for the news? And basically uh, what I did was I did some research. And the reason that the stocks got hammered, and I, I had a suspicion when I saw the numbers, the government... The Chinese government is literally just, you know, I mean, just literally just being a complete bastard when it comes to uh, Chinese companies that are listed in the United States. Like they seem to really hate uh, companies that are going uh, that are listed in the U.S. I mentioned to you guys that the war with China has already begun. Uh, The war is an economic war. It is a technology based war. And this war is going on and it's 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 wreaking havoc. Um, you just don't see it because it doesn't involve tanks and ships and aircraft carriers. But this war is already happening. And the United so the United States is throwing haymakers at China. China's coming back with, you know, with their own body slams. And, and it's, it's, it's just ugly to the point where if you are an investor in the U.S. trying to invest in China, you're going to get caught in the crossfire. Vice versa, if you if you lived in China. So here's what I'm doing right now. I am going to go ahead and slowly dismantle my positions in my Chinese stocks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take that L in that area and say, you know what, let me just go ahead and put my money in some of these American companies that I believe are going to do well as, as the economy reopens, maybe some emerging markets around the world. There's something weird about China. And uh, there's uh, some competing theories about what's going on with China in terms of how they're treating their companies. It's almost like um, it's almost like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Uh, you know, imagine if, uh, you know, you think about the Capulets and the Montagues, those are the two, co- or think of the Hatfields and McCoys. You might've heard about that too, where you have two ri- rival families, right? Two families. Remember I told you wealth and power comes from family. Stop, stop letting these people ma- make you think that, <laughs> that you don't need a black woman in order to build or that you don't need a black man. I'm telling you, family is everything. So, uh, when you look at this old, there was this old, a uh, couple families back in Kentucky where I'm from and, uh, they called the Hatfields and the McCoys. And they were kind of like Romeo and Juliet's families, the Cap- Capulets and the Montagues, right? If you might have heard of that. Anyway, so the Hatfields and the McCoys uh, were a bunch of, you know, hillbillies. Um, the, I think one group lived in Kentucky. The other group lived in Virginia, West Virginia, right across the border. And they just started getting, they got into an argument over pigs, right? Remember, everything goes back to economics. It goes back to the money. So they got into an argument over a pig. Somebody thought somebody stole their pig. Well, that's like stealing money from somebody, right? Again, money drives kind of everything. So uh, after this argument happened with the pig, it kind of escalated into some some gangster stuff. Now, remember I told you guys, when you start fighting, you start losing money. That's why black people having good relationships with each other is so important for building wealth. Um, you know, you don't buy from a business if you don't have uh, trust and honesty and, and the business uh, doesn't want to deal with customers that are unethical, right? So every relationship, you know, customer, business, uh, business partners, marriage, all that involves uh, involves, you know, you basically committing yourself to having a good relationship. So anyway, so the Hatfields and McCoy start fighting, right? And they start hurting each other, destroying each other. And uh, and there was a point where one of the Hatfield kids fell in love with one of the uh, McCoy kids, right? They're like, well, wait a minute, you can't date him because he's a McCoy. And they're like, well, you can't date her because she's a Hatfield, right? So that caused a, a crazy tension where no matter how much they loved each other, no matter how right the relationship was, it didn't matter. Because you were from two separate families and the families were fighting. And that's what it was. So to, to some extent, why do I tell this story? I like to tell stories. That's just who I am. Um, 
you, by being an investor in the United States who's putting your money in China, is basically like a Hatfield who fell in love with a McCoy. That's what, that's where I am right now. I'm I'm right in the middle. I'm caught in the middle between the Hatfields and McCoys, between the Crips and the Bloods. Uh, you know, it, it's a situation where uh, the U.S. and China that crossfire is is just really causing a lot of collateral damage. And uh, literally this morning, my wife and I probably lost. Uh, lost more money than it would cost to buy a new luxury car <laughs> because uh, because I'd invested some of my money in China. Now, why am I not really shaken by it? Well, because this is how investing works. Sometimes you have, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan missed missed thousands of shots. He lost you know, hundreds of games, right? So, so having a bad move does not mean that what you're doing isn't working. Uh, it, that's why you diversify. You spread your money out so that if one area goes bad, another area will go good. So while I'm losing money over here on the China stuff, I'm making a ton of money on crypto, right? Uh, or, may, or I've got business ventures I'm investing in where I'm making money over there, right? So that's what you do. That's why we in class we talk about diversification, things like that, uh, because you don't want to get into a gambling mentality. A gambling mentality is where you put your money on on one, one or two companies and you're like, yeah, these companies have been making me money. I'm going to double down. You better not. You don't do that. No, when things are going well, that's not a reason to double down. That's a reason to actually back away a little bit because now you're getting leveraged, over leveraged in one particular area. So uh, so right now with China, uh, actually, before I move on with that, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And also, uh, we do have financial workbooks and flashcards for kids designed by black educators. So if you want to get your kids ready and you want to give them something to do in the summer or as school starts, um, I encourage you to give them an economic education. This is the only education they're going to remember because 20 years from now, they're not really going to remember what they learned in the fourth grade or whatever, but they are going to remember if you taught them how to make money uh, because they're going to need money for the rest of their life. So if that's of interest to you, if that's something that can help you, feel free to go to financialworkbooks.com. That's financialworkbooks.com. The URL is on the screen and uh, you can take a look and see if that works for you, your, your child. All right. So so with China, um, where I'll summarize in that area is I'll say that the Chinese government is very invasive in uh, Chinese companies that are trying to do business in the U.S., um, they're, uh, you know, in a way it's almost like, um, like they just want to, they like to interfere. They like to disrupt. They like to remind you who's the boss. Right. So it's a lot like, um, I had a friend a long time ago who was dating, uh, who, who whose mama, you ever see those situations where the, you know, maybe because the daddy's not there, the mother makes the son into the husband. You know what I'm talking about? You ever see families like that, right? You know, that, that weird dysfunction kind of exists everywhere. And if you're doing that, please stop doing that. Don't put that pressure on your son. So she made her son into her husband, basically, uh, because she needed a man she could depend on. So her son would do whatever mama needed, whatever, right? It starts when you're in diapers and it stays with you for the rest of your life. Well, every time he got a girlfriend, his mother would, would subtly and casually interfere with all of his relationships. I, I remember that, you know, his, uh, his girlfriend complained to me one time, my friend's girlfriend was one of my best friends, my best buddies. And his, his girlfriend said, yeah, every time, uh, you know, he'll be with his mother all day long and I'll get home from work and then he'll come over to my house and we'll start watching a movie. And as soon as we sit down and watch the movie, his mother calls and says, I need you to go to the store. And she'll be like, why didn't you go to the store all day when you had him all day long, you didn't go to the store all day, but now you want to go to the store, right? And so then also, ladies, if you date a man like that, don't do it. It's gonna be terrible. You because you shared a man, you you're in a polygamous relationship at that point. But anyway, um, the Chinese government is like my friend's mama. The Chinese government is where is is the government where they they're kind of like, Oh, so you want to list in the United States, okay? And then they'll be like, Um, we advise you against that. 
you know, like when Diddy, Diddy went, it was about to go public, $4 billion IPO. And the Chinese government's like, mm, we recommend that you reconsider listing in the United States. Diddy's like, okay, thank you for your recommendation, but we, we're about to do this anyway. We're about to move forward. And so then they're like, okay, well, you can move forward, but we recommend that you don't. And they're like, okay, thank you for your recommendation. We're, we're out of here. See you later. So the uh, so Diddy goes public in the United States. They raised $4 billion from people like me who looked at the numbers. You look at the numbers, and, and I, I, I did the research, and I said, this is a good company. Remember, Diddy is the Chinese Uber. So I said, okay, this is a good place. I'd like to have some money in this. I'd like to be an investor in this company that's growing, and they have 90% of the ride-hailing market in China. This is pretty cool. Well, about three days after the IPO, the Chinese government says, we're, we're, we'd like to announce that we're, doing, we're conducting an investigation of Diddy. And that's how the Chinese, that's how they, that's kind of their version of shady. Every government has its own version of shady. So their version of shady is we're going to investigate you. Well, in an investigation, you know, is it, right there. That's going to be a wealth killer. Like that's going to blow your high. That's going to cause, you know, significant, a financial version of erectile dysfunction in terms of being a complete turnoff for the stock market. The stock market's like an investigation. Oh man. So instantly the stock price plummets. Right. Instantly it drops. And and then this wasn't accidental. This was done deliberately. And then they come back and they they double down like they, they're literally hammering on these companies. So then they come back a couple of days later and they're like, we decided that while we conduct the investigation, we're going to remove the Diddy app from the app store. So you so you can't have it. You can't acquire new customers. Well, a big reason that your stock price is what it is, is because of growth. They imply, they figure out, okay, well, you're growing at a rate of 20% a year. And did we extrapolate this in the model? And that's how we get the number. Well, now, now you're not growing because you can't bring new customers because they took your app out the damn store. And, and the Chinese government, they don't care. Like they're literally, they, they're like, they, they're, they remind me of my parents. They're this is very authoritarian. They, they're like, we don't owe you an explanation. When, well, when will the investigation be done? It'll be done when we finish. Um, we have rights. No, you don't. Uh, all that matters is what we think. And, and we'll tell you what your opinion is going to be when we give it to you. We'll let you, it will inform you when we feel like it. That's kind of how China does things. Right. Um, and, and they, and I feel like they do it to kind of show out a little bit. Like they like to remind everybody who's boss, uh, Jack Ma, the richest man in China disappeared. Like he was just gone. They didn't, you know, the most famous actress in China, they did the same thing to her. She was evading taxes. She just disappeared. And everybody's like, well, wait a minute. Imagine Oprah Winfrey just disappearing for, you know, for like three months. Right. Jack, or imagine um, Jeff Bezos just disappearing for, you know, for three months. Right. That's that would be crazy. Right. That would be a big deal. Well, that's what China did. China said, oh, we need you to remember we're not the Americans. Like 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 my mama used to say, like, like, I'm not one of your little friends. Oh, you, you know, or or like uh, my, my, my mama's best friend would say or she would actually say, I'm not your mama. Right. And so the Chinese government's like. We're not the United States. We ain't your, we're, we're not like your mama. We're, we're not, we don't do over here. We don't let our billionaires control our government. Over here, we're not letting anybody be more powerful than the president. Like th th this, this idea that the United States banned the president or Twitter, Twitter, which actually, by the way, is a good investment. I recommended that to you guys a couple a couple of days ago because I actually bought a bunch of Twitter. Thank God I did. It was a good investment um, because it's the stock price just shot up. But, but, but the idea that Twitter felt powerful enough to ban the United States president, the president of the United States. 
That is not heard of in China. If you do that in China, your company will be gone. You will, they will disappear your whole entire company, right? And all the billions of dollars with it. So, so the Chinese government, I think, is doing these things for a few reasons. Here's some of what they said officially, and here's what I think is going on unofficially. Uh, and this is why ultimately I'm talking to you guys about China because that's a big part of the economy. I told you guys that economically speaking, China is going to control the next 100 years. China is going to win. They're going to win because why? Well, because the Chinese, I think that they all probably read Dr. Claude Anderson's Poweronomics book because the Chinese practice Poweronomics better than anybody else. I did a tour of China. Uh, Alicia and I went to China for about maybe, um, I think, 10 weeks uh, not too long ago. And we did we, we 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 sort of documented all this. And I was showing you how business is done in China and the culture in China, how the culture is conducive to wealth building. Uh, group culture, group oriented culture is a secret to wealth building. That's why I told you guys, you got to operate in groups. That's why I've been talking a lot about relationships and marriage and people are like, well, dog, you talk about economics. Why are you talking about relationships? Well, if you don't understand why I'm talking about relationships, then you don't understand wealth enough to know where this is going. The fact is that China is building massive wealth because they operate as one. They operate as a unit, right? The the group is more important than the individual. It's a collectivist ideology. Now, what's what's interesting, though, is it's it's like a little bit of a contradiction because they are a communist society, but yet they've got all these capitalist entities, right? So the term I saw used that I really like is um, authoritarian capitalism. Like, like, look, well, you could be a capitalist. You can, you know, sort of have freedom until we step in and tell you that you don't. Right. Like a basketball game, you know, when you got the referees running up and down the court, the players can do whatever they want. But the minute they get out of line, the referees take take over. The referees step in and say, "Uh, uh-uh, you're not going to do that. Right. You can't dribble the ball out of bounds or you you, you fouled that guy. Right. So so the Chinese government, I, I see them as like um, in, the, in the United States, uh, business is almost like um, like uh, like playing basketball in the park. You ever play basketball in the park and you might get fouled, slapped upside the head, and you say, you fouled me. And they're like, ain't no fouls out here, right? You can't call fouls, right? Well, uh, that's what American business is like. It's like playing basketball in, in Rucker Park and you're getting hit upside the head and nobody cares. So you, you just do what you got to do, right? Whereas uh, doing business in China is like playing in the NBA where you still have a lot of freedom to operate. You have a freedom to kind of do what you want, but the referees are right there. And the minute they see you do something that, uh, that they don't like, they'll stop the game. They can eject you from the game. But then even worse, the referees are corrupt. The referees are biased. The referees uh, definitely have the teams that they cheer for, the teams that you'll never beat. No matter, even if you have the best players, there are certain teams in, in the Chinese uh, economic NBA, if you will, that you will never beat. Like if they decide that a certain company is going to win, then that company is always going to win, period. So uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. And, uh, and I, I, I should mention to you guys the Black Millionaires of Tomorrow program. Uh, that's our digital program for kids. Uh, it's a black business school for children we created uh, where all of our kids, they go through this program. They get a degree when they're done on real estate. They can get a degree on entrepreneurship. They can get a degree on, um, on, um, on uh, let's see, real estate, entrepreneurship, stock market investing, et cetera. So if you're interested in doing that for your kid, uh, feel free to take a look at the program. Uh, it makes a great gift and it, it will set them up for life. Like once... Once a kid learns how to make money without working, they never want to work for anybody for the rest of their life because they find easier ways to make their money. Uh, so so, so what I'm seeing with China is um, I believe that or, or so their official answer to why they're acting like this is that they want to control data. And that does make sense. Data is now the new oil. Uh, data has become the new oil. Data is one of the most important things that tech companies possess. And that's becoming a national security issue. And uh, as a result of that, what you're seeing is 
companies and countries fighting over data. They're not letting their tech companies like if China, if China has a tech company that's listed in the United States and the United States has all these disclosure requirements necessary to list on the market, then uh, then the Chinese have a legitimate concern to say, wait a minute. If you have to give all this information over to the American government, then you're going to be giving data on Chinese citizens to the U.S. government. And we won't allow that. Now, again, the United States, again, this is why we're going to lose. This is why China is going to win. They're, they're doing they're doing everything right on so many levels as far as like educating their kids. They educate their kids. We don't educate our kids. We pump out 100,000 kids a year who can't even read a grade level because we the, the kids are more concerned with you know their favorite rapper or Kim Kardashian or whatever than they are about actually learning and doing science and doing math and working hard. That's just the honest to God truth. That's what I'm seeing as an educator. Uh, but but with China, um, you know, one of the things that 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 they uh, that they do is they don't let things happen there that happen in the U.S., like especially with data. They're not letting like with the U.S., uh, they have companies like TikTok that are connect that are collecting tons and tons of data on American citizens. And they're shipping that right back to China. So the Chinese probably know everything about you. They got your DNA. They got you. I don't know what other social security numbers, whatever they need, whatever they need to create the next biological weapon, <laughs> which <laughs> just to follow the last one that, that caused the pandemic. I, I, I don't doubt for one second that all that came from China deliberately. I really feel that way. They are that sinister. Um, they, they get that stuff from us, but we don't get that from them, right? They don't allow others to do to them what they're able to do to other people because they kind of laugh at things like freedom and democracy. They kind of look at that and they say, that's a problem because one, you can't get anything done because you're always fighting, which is true. That's why the U.S. does not have a high-speed railway system, which we should have had that 50 years ago, but we don't because we, we can't stop fighting long enough to actually get it done. And then also, um, uh, we don't have these sorts of, uh, you know, or, or the U.S. has these very wide open areas where other countries can literally come in and they can, they can change our public opinion in, in front of an election. They can come in and, and get access to our media outlets and own our media outlets because that's the downside of, of doing anything for money. When you're willing to sell your soul and sell your country for money, then you run into those sorts of situations. And the United States is a little bit too capitalist. And that's why I tell you, black folks, as you're building your wealth, don't become a hardcore capitalist. That is not that does not end well for you, because at the end of the day, you end up becoming almost like a, a almost like a prostitute. OK, uh, so so the data is a big deal. Um, they, they have the same concern about tech monopolies that the United States has. The difference is that they're going to actually do something about it. Our government is owned by the rich people. So um, I'd be surprised if they did anything substantive here. Uh, the only only outlet in which I think tech monopolies might be dealt with, where you're talking about the big companies, Facebook, Amazon, uh, Apple, and uh, Microsoft that have way too much power. Uh, it, the, the only area where I see that something might get done with these monopolies is uh, because both the Democrats and Republicans hate the tech companies. The Democrats hate the tech companies because they've acquired too much wealth. They've created wealth inequality in America. That's why I told you all, when you want your kids to be wealthy in this country, make sure they understand technology. I gave you a model, an acronym, Building Sturdy Kids. Sturdy is spelled S spelled like the word sturdy, except there's an E instead of a U. Sturdy stands for um, systems. If you want your kids to be rich, you teach them how to make money with systems, not labor. Uh, labor is a terrible trade-off. You'll never get rich with labor. Uh, systems, uh, technology, so they can scale. Entrepreneurship, so they can build their own. Relationships, so they can relate and, and coordinate with others that are doing the same thing. And delegation, so they can actually pass tasks on to other people through, throughout their system that will allow them to actually make large amounts of money. That's where people end up making $100,000 a month, you know, a million dollars a month, stuff like that, as opposed to what a job might pay you, which might be five, ten, fifteen thousand 15000 a month if you're lucky, that kind of thing. All right. So, um, the, the other piece is um, 
yeah, another thing is that people believe that the Chinese government really wants these companies like Diddy and, and Alibaba and JD and Tencent to actually list in the United States. That's a possibility. And then last but not least, this is the big one, is that they just want to show who's boss. That's it. I believe that they just really want everybody to know that they are in charge and that no billionaire is going to run their country. So I'm really curious to see like what's going to happen um, long term with that. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to be able to maintain that sort of authoritarian power where they're restricting information, restricting uh, Internet access and trying to do all these things that um, that are blocking people's access to information. Now, somebody asked me to repeat the sturdy model. Uh, this is the model. I want to actually incorporate that into our Black Millionaires of Tomorrow program. Sturdy is spelled uh, it, like the word sturdy, except with, with an E instead of a U. Uh, stands for systems. Uh, these are things that children should learn in order to be successful economically, in my view. Uh, if you want to give them a chance to become millionaires and billionaires, uh, you teach them systems, how to make money with systems instead of labor. T is uh, for technology. Uh, techno if they know technology, they're going to do well. Uh, e is entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship means that they take their technology and they scale it because they, they own their own business as opposed to being um, controlled by someone else's business. R is relationships. That's where a lot of black folks miss out because your initial relationships may be with your parent. Uh, one of your parents might have been bad or you're used to seeing family members fighting, stuff like that. Well, when you're fighting, you can't build. When you're fighting, think about it. If a couple's fighting, they're not going to even reproduce. They're like, you're not, you're not going to, you're not, you're definitely not going to raise healthy children. You're not going to do anything good if you're fighting as a couple. Well, if you're fighting as people, then, you know, if I hate you, then I can't build a business with you. I can't, we can't protect each other if we're trying to destroy each other. So that's why relationship management, getting therapy, things like that is so important to the wealth building process because you don't want to be in situations where you're easily triggered because people are easily triggered. They're like little pieces of dynamite where if you like the wick, you ever know somebody like that? Where if you just like their wick, they're just going to explode and blow up the whole building, right? And just mess up everything. Well, people like that, those, those um, easily ignitable people, uh, they need therapy uh, so that they can actually uh, connect to a group and actually build with the group. And so uh, don't fall for the hype. Don't get into the nonsense. Uh, you want to learn how to form healthy relationships. And the D is for delegation. Delegation is just where you're sharing the work so you don't have to do it all by yourself. We have a bad habit of believing that we can do it all by ourselves and we try to do it all by ourselves. And then what happens is <clears throat> you um, not only are more likely to fail because you can't be good at everything, but also you die in your early death because you work yourself into an early grave that comes that goes all the way back to slavery. So you really have to reshift the culture uh, in your household. And I encourage you to be conscious of the culture in your household. So um, uh, one thing you can have if you want, if you guys want to take a look, there's a free lecture I put together on how to build a family empire that will last 100 years, how to set your grandchildren up to be millionaires and billionaires. It's very easy to do. Um, and I actually use LeBron James as a good example to kind of uh, make it fun and make it interesting. Um, and uh, if you want to go take a look, it's free. The lecture is free. It's at blackfinancialsecurity.com. That's blackfinancialsecurity.com. And it's basically the, the keys to black financial security. That's kind of what the whole premise of the whole conversation is about. So feel free to go to blackfinancialsecurity.com if you think that'll help you. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's it. I don't have anything else to say. Um, it was great to talk to you. And uh, thank you guys for, for uh, hanging out with me. It was it was real. And I'm going to go back and <laughs> and lick my wounds on the Chinese stocks. I, I got my butt kicked a little bit. But um, well, what does the Y stand for in sturdy? It doesn't stand for anything. It's just I thought the, putting the Y on there. It's Sturdy sounds better than stirred. So you don't want to raise your kids to be big sturds or big turds. So I put the <laughs> I put the Y on the end just to kind of say, yeah, sturdy kids. So if you got the the sturd part, 
then you have a sturdy child and that's a child that's going to grow up and be empowered. They're not going to feel like a victim. They're not going to say, oh, it's so hard to make money. They're going to actually say it's easy to make money. I know people who never went to college who really feel like it's very easy to make money. They feel like there's money everywhere because they're trained to see opportunities everywhere. Right. And that requires you to, to help them to develop their eagle eyes, which uh, is the ability to see wealth even when there's no money in the room. When you see people, when I see lots of people, I see wealth. When I see uh, when I see connections and networks, I see wealth. So people come to me and they say, well, well, I don't have anything I can offer you. And I'll be like, oh, no, actually, there is a, you do have something valuable there that we can trade. So let's work together. I'll give you some money and you bring this skill or you bring this talent or whatever. Or you bring this connection or, to the table. Right. And then at that point, you're able to do trade. Trade is one of the key elements for prosperity. Countries that have a lot of trade are the countries that are the richest countries. So if you ever want to be rich, um, do lots of trade with good people and form healthy relationships where you're adding value to their world, they're adding value to yours, and then everybody wins. Good trade and prosperity is no different from good sex. If you know how to do it right, then lots of people are going to want to do it with you, which means that you're going to reproduce a lot and you're going to have a lot of fun. I'm not judging. I know everybody in here does what they do and that's fine, but I'm really, that's the clearest analogy I can actually give you to help you understand what it means to be a good economic citizen in the black community. Make people want to be around you so that they can see value in having you in their space. If you are an asshole, then no one will see that, right? If you are selfish, nobody's going to see that. If you're easily triggered, nobody's going to see that. But if you are adding value on a regular basis, then people are going to want to be want to work with you because they're going to say, that's a good guy. That's a smart person. That person really helps me out. That person helped me get over the hump. And then at that point, you become insulated because you're part of a network of people where uh, you've invested so much in them that they're going to invest back in you. OK, so you guys know how I am. I, I start off with the other conversation, but then I dig a little deeper because I think it's a matter of us really understanding what's going on so we can really solve the problem instead of pretending to solve the problem like they do on TV. All right. So do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up. Share subscribe button. Uh, also, those of you who joined us for Black Movie Night last night, uh, it was great. It was real to hang out with you. Uh, we have a new film called uh, it called, called Till Death Do Us Part uh, with, that features families that have been married for more than 30 years. Every week, we're featuring a new couple, and uh, it's a six-part series. So it's a new film. We've been working on this for two years. Tierra K.J. Williams is the director, and uh, we decided that we did not want to charge any money for this new film. We want to make it totally free. If you show up live, you can watch it for free, and uh, it's really, really good, and we had a great time last night, and then we had a good discussion. We brought in my wife, who's a relationship therapist and stuff like that, and we kind of talked about that. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, you can register for next Thursday at blackmovienight.net. That's blackmovienight.net, uh, not .com. That's .net. So somebody type that in, blackmovienight.net. Please type that in so other people can have that. Uh, so anyway, I got to go, guys. Have a good day. It was real, and uh, I shall see you soon. Take care now. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.